What's going on, FML? And we're back with another FML Total Access podcast. And I got my guy, Jerome, here with me. Hey, what's going on? So right now, we're about to get into it, man. Probably one of my favorite podcasts of the season is the one, the one through four, the weeks one through four. So let's get into it, man. We're just going to talk about our first impressions. From weeks one through four, we're going to go over the power ranking, who's hot, who's not. And then we're just going to talk about some of our predictions going forward, the guys that stay hot, and then the guys that we think that are hot right now but end up falling off. So so let's get right into it, man. Let's get into I want to hear from you about your first impressions week one through four. It's been a wild week, a couple upsets also. So let's yeah. Yeah, I, I, man, it's been really competitive. Like, I know FML is super competitive, but, like, there's some names out there that we've seen already that are, have been started off hot. You know, we'll get into that later. But it's it's just surprising because some of these guys that, you know, you think just because of the team they pick, maybe they'd be a little bit higher up. Um, you know, they'd be, they'd be doing with what they got. But some guys who picked later or kind of picked the team – and, you know, they didn't really flourish, I would say, as much last time. They're actually doing really well at the beginning of this cycle. So, uh, it's been an interesting first four weeks, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely. And I definitely agree with you. And a couple surprises, just to point them out right now. Um, a lot of the teams, a lot of the guys that we thought wouldn't do well, and a couple new guys also that just joined us rookie season, they starting off with a bang, man, and they really impressing everybody uh not going to really get too deep into it but waltz is doing well he's doing extremely well with the jags and the jags is a roster that they basically butchered the team in the offseason right but minchu minchu's been doing his thing and he's been basically controlling everything but that division is still tough man because you got demi doing his thing also, which we didn't expect because Demi is mad in 20. You, you know how Demi played. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't it wasn't all that great, that's for sure. Yeah, so got a bunch I mean, of guys. A bunch of guys. Go ahead. I was going to say, like, he's got Phillip, I think, already for, like, over a 1,000 yards, nine touchdowns. Like, he's been, he's been playing really well, surprisingly. I think he's actually 3-1 right now. So that's shocking. Yeah, and he he beat the Jags that first week. Week one, him and the Jags played. He beat the Jags. So I'm excited to see that matchup for week week 17. So I don't know. The way that got set up week one, you play, and then when it all counts week 17, uh, that might come down to the division right there, that game. Because I I don't see any one of them slowing down. No. I mean, I, I kind of expected, like, maybe Smooth or Kel to be somewhat in the conversation because the Texans, they're not terrible. You know, there's a lot of work to be done with the cap situation and, you know, the lack of picks within the first two seasons. But a lot of talent on offense. I know the defense lacks in some areas, but it's still very talented. Um, I mean, the Titans overall are actually still a pretty good team, uh, really young on defense. Uh, he traded away Adoree Jackson going into week four, which was very shocking. I don't know why anybody would do that move. I've um, never I've never seen anybody trade Adoree in any league. Like right. the kid, first of all, he got the speed. He's like 94 speed. And he has so much ceiling. Like if you develop him, he can be one of the best corners in the league within three seasons. It's crazy, man. 
we we've been seeing corners that are like what twenty seven, twenty eight being traded right now, and then all of a sudden a Dory came out of nowhere, and it was just you know he got traded to the Chiefs to Estrada, and it was just crazy because like you said, I've never seen anybody trade a Dory Jackson. He's always been devs up to be like mid nineties, high nineties by the time the cycle's over. Last year, I think uh, Mancha had him. He was X Factor by the time the season was over. So it's crazy, man. Yeah, definitely. That was that was a shocker to me. And that's the type of shocker. You see a guy trade somebody like a Dory, you just go straight in their DMs and try to get anybody else from him. He traded AJ <laughs> Brown too. Yeah, like, man. It's crazy. You're not you're not starting off well at all. You're starting off 0 and 4 and you're getting rid of your best players. So I, I don't know, man. Yeah, that's definitely tough. Uh I just want to get into another game that shocked us too, the Bucks. Um with the Saints beating the Bucks. I know you were shocked about that one. Even in the pick'em, everybody had Bucks beating Kev and Kev did his thing and he, he pulled the upset. So that's another big upset that we had. What's your impression on that? Yeah, yeah, man. Like, um it was shocking. I mean Kev Kev was like wishy washy last season. He had the Giants. Um but to see him doing better with like a really good team is actually kind of nice to see out of Kev because I like Kev. He's good. He's a good guy. Um, but for the Bucks, like we were surprised with that pick when Bubba took him. But it was also kind of, in some way, not surprising because of how good he is in the passing offense of Rome. Um, so when he took them, we're like, all right, so he's gonna flourish with this team. He's gonna do really well with Tom Brady for these two seasons. I think he threw like three or four picks that first game. And it was just – it didn't look good from, from the get-go. And it was definitely surprising that the Saints pulled that one off for uh, them to start off 0-1. And then go into week two, ended up losing to the Panthers, Dub, and start off 0-2. So, I don't know. It, it was definitely a surprise. And it messed up – it was the first game played in week one, and it messed up everybody's pick on like you said. <laughs> yeah, everybody was like, whoa. He definitely didn't expect Kel. I just want to point out another thing too. We were wrong about the the division predictions that uh AFC South division with the Colts and the thing. We picked who did we pick? I think it was actually Smooth. Yeah, I had Smooth and Kel like kind of going back and forth and we had Kel make um Smooth up maybe like 10%. But yeah. it's like the complete opposite right now and I feel like Demi wants Birdman voice some respect on his name. <laughs> yeah. So it's like every week he's pointing out he's getting wins and I'm excited I'm excited to see Demi Ball, man. He's what, four four and one right now? Yeah. He's really active too. It seems like weightless Demi came out of nowhere once this team started to perform at a high level. Um and he, like I said, he's playing with Phillip Rivers, doing really well with that offense. I think he's deving Eason behind him. Which is actually smart because Eason is normal dev and he's like mid sixties, but he's still got you know that ninety three throw power. So maybe give him like that season to dev up and and you're performing this well. I mean, if he continues, it'll just get better and better for XP wise for Eason. But um, yeah, I wasn't expecting that. And you know, Jags, we didn't really know much about him uh, when he came in. So for those two to be kind of leading it, and I think we gave them both you know, a lesser chance. Demi was zero. Was he like 5% to win the division when we did the? 
the rankings, right? So yeah, and we uh, said and we said five percent was generous. I know he was pissed <laughs> when he heard that. When he He's using that. it for fuel. So yeah, exactly. That's what that's what what I like about these predictions sometimes, man, and especially the pick'em. The pick'em has got dudes balling because you know how much stuff we got wrong that I think probably if we didn't do the pick'em, we probably would have got right. I think it's just putting a chip on guys' shoulder to play better because every time we make a pick em, somebody tags me in circus like, wow, you picking against me, Malibu? And I'm like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> There's been a few times where people have, have said that. They're like, oh, really? I think, uh, for instance, Boogie against Ocho week one. I don't think any of us thought that he was going to beat Ocho. We were surprised with Ocho taking the Jets at, you know, the top ten. But – Boogie played actually really well with that team, and the defense was amazing. There was that huge pick six in the back of the end zone by um, who was it? It was uh, was it Hyde? Oh, Micah Hyde, yeah, yeah. And he returned it, and that was like the game changer because Ocho was about to go up from there. So that was the first person I think that we saw say something, and from there it just continued. And it's really interesting to see that it really does affect the uh, the outcome of the game, depending on who we're picking. Yeah, definitely, man. So I'm impressed by that. Boogie Boogie got a chip on his shoulder, too. Um, Ocho being one and four with the Jets. We kind of expected that because, come on, it's, it's the Jets. And then he got Tyree at the helm. So it's going to be really rough for him maybe the first three seasons. I don't really expect – I expected more out of him. Be, and because I thought Sam Darnold would probably be his QB, but now it's just like one and four. I'm seeing one and four with Ocho, and it's kind of expected, man. He's making some weird GM moves, but it might pan out in a couple seasons. We are building. Yeah, I mean, I was shocked when he picked Tyree in free agency. You know, being so that he has Darnold, I don't know if he thinks he's Nick T and he's gonna make Tyree look like a god, <laughs> but. Tyree has struggled early. It hasn't looked good. He started to pick it up, I think, like game three, game four, a little bit better. But once he traded Darnold, I think he started to go down again. But it, it was an interesting move, to, to say the, the least. And I think one and four is kind of suiting for him to be picking Tyree Jackson. Yeah, definitely. Um, another division I want to go over, too, is the NFC West. We thought Taco would be you know, 4-0 maybe. But James is 5-0 with the cards, and he is on fire right now. Every game, I think he got a bunch of big grabs by uh, D-Hop, a few comebacks. So James definitely been doing his thing, man. I watched a few of his games, and that cards team looks real nice. He got him right now. I, f- I feel like this cycle is like a new James because, one, we were surprised he even took the cards and didn't, you know, stray away from competition because the James that we knew would run, go take the easy route, and that's all he talked about. He picked the cards, joins the NFC West with Taco, a DVD who's obviously competitive, and Little Mac who who, who can play. So, um, and he's, he's doing really well. Like you said, he's undefeated. Kyler is putting up, like, MVP-like numbers, and it, it's crazy. So for him to be up there, and then the Seahawks, I think, are, what, 2-2 two and two right now, which – from what we're hearing, it's because of moving, I guess, kind of like intro. But, um, you, you know, it's 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 definitely good for him to start off the season at where he is, uh, James, where he is, because 
with a team like Taco, you definitely want to get that. Um, you want to separate yourself. You know, you kind of want to get a, a head start and try to keep that lead on the division because if he would have started probably behind Taco, I don't think he would have really stood a chance at winning the division. But right now, with how he's playing, I mean, we'll see. We got to see him play a division game between uh, DBD and and Taco first. But but right now, he's definitely looking good with the cards. Yeah, de- yeah, I agree, man. So I just want to wrap up first impressions. Um, I just want to talk about the AFC West real quick. Estrada with them Chiefs, he looks good, but it's not really the passing game what we expected. Um, that has them at the top. It's been some decent defense. You know, he's he's fourth in points right now on defense. So that's really good. Top five in points with a Chiefs defense that's not really great. Mm-hmm. And basically the running game. So I feel like if he can get that offense and get those weapons involved, uh, Miko, obviously Tariq Hill, Kelsey, Mahomes, if he can get that team together offensively, man, he could probably be dominant. That division is the AFC East is shaping up just like I expected, and I feel like it's going to come down to the wire between those uh, top three teams. You, um, yourself, Aponte's doing well. Estrada, like I said, so man, I'm I'm excited for that division. Yeah, it's it's definitely as as competitive as we expected. So, and active. <laughs> Very active. All right, so let's get into our power ranking that we just put out our week one through four power ranking. So throughout four weeks, um, I just want to get into it, man. That that top five. I remember we was talking about. You remember the old uh, power ranking? We not the old one, but the way too early power ranking we did. Yeah. It looks completely different from it, what we have we said, right now. We said the the one through five would be the same. Like, the one through four would be the same. It looks completely different, like you just said. So, like, what do you what do you think about that? Yeah, like, James sitting at number two is very surprising. But being undefeated, you know, it's only fitting that he's up there. Aponte, uh, I'm not shocked with because we know Aponte can compete. Um, personally, I didn't think he would be actually doing as well with Locke this early, but this team is really good, and Aponte has done a lot with Little before. We saw that when he had the Bengals before the restart last year, Um, but three wants a good start for him, so him being number three, though, I think is is definitely surprising. I expected, like, maybe you or or Taco, um, even Bubba, to to be in the the top three, so uh, Aponte being up there is surprising. Right ahead of you at four, and then Walter at five. I mean, as long as he stays active, I guess that's kind of fitting. (laughs) It's shocking. It's shocking to the Nazi taco in there, man, because we had him at number two. And him and Mac were, like, absolutely dominant all cycle. And Mac, too. Like, you win three Super Bowls in, NF- um, in FML, you already know that you are, like, really good at the game. It's it's, it's right. that simple because we've never had a, a Super Bowl champ win back-to-back. And then, well, Bubba won back-to-back. But the way – Mac has been to like what five Super Bowls? He lost two, won three. Like that's like amazing right now. So it's shocking not to see Taco up there. But I'm gonna tell you this though: by mid-season, Taco will be up there. By the end of the season, Taco will be up there. And a bold, bold prediction right there. 
Yeah, man. Cause I, you know that too. It's, yeah. <laughs> no. I, I once he gets settled in on his move that he's so focused on right now. Once he gets settled in, gets that little TV set up and everything, not playing on that seventeen inch uh, <laughs> little to go <laughs> box, uh, he'll be ready to go. Um, but but just look at the six through ten too. I feel like that's also surprising. Estrada being at number six um, is definitely shocking. You, a lot of talent with the Chiefs, though. Like you said, he's actually been doing really well with that team. Not so much passing wise. We'll see how that goes going forward. Mancha has looked good with the Dolphins. Tua really hasn't been doing very well though. From from the looks of it, it's really been the defense and the run game. Um, let's see if he can improve that going forward. But but Eagles has had two users so far, and they're still undefeated. Uh, and they're at number eight. Waltz and Denny at nine and ten, I think, are probably the two most shocking names I think to see in the top ten right now. Oh yeah, definitely. Demi, Waltz is new, so we really didn't know much about. Um, but I heard some definitely some good things about about him, and he's definitely proved he's definitely not proved himself, but he's been proving himself, and especially with a with a tough team like the Jags that really don't have, you know, that big time player. But he's making um, Minshew mustache look the same way he looks in real life, man. So yeah, he's. His stash, going on. Yeah. His stash is there, man. He's doing really well with them. And then Demi being on there is uh, probably a shocker for everyone because Demi was really bad. But like we said before, he had the Lions. So now we see some good things uh, with a good squad. Hopefully, you know, he stays on track because you, you hate to see people, you know, come alive and they talk in the circus because it's kind of like Boogie that first season in Madden 20. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, you yeah, know what I mean? He went really 12 and 4, season, he yeah. pumped, and then next season he's like, eh, fell off the map. So, it's like, hopefully that doesn't that doesn't happen with Demi. I want to see him do well all cycle because I like to wait less Demi. I think for Demi, it's, a, it's, it's really similar to a boogie situation, but also not at the same time because Demi with the Colts going into season two, depending on his re-signs, he's got like almost a hundred mil in cap going forward. Um, Boogie didn't have that after season one. He was very uh, low on, on cap money, got rid of a lot of big name players immediately. Like after season one, his whole defense was basically almost gone. And then Boogie was kind of non-existent in the rest of the uh, FML Madden 20 cycle after that first season. But Demi, we'll see if he can if he can get some like big name players on this team to like continue to keep it at a high level. Maybe he'll continue to be successful. I don't know. We'll see, but it'll be interesting <laughs> for sure. This this first season has already been pretty interesting. Yeah, definitely. So that's that's gonna wrap it up for the way too, not the way too early podcast. What am I saying? I mean, <laughs> that's gonna wrap it up for the power ranking. So it looks good, man, and. Expect some changes week eight. It's still early, but for right now, it looks good. And like we always say, Bill compete, um, dominate, man. So let's get into who's hot and who's not. This is definitely one of my favorite topics always out of every podcast topic. So, yeah, let's let's get into it, man. Let's start off with who's hot. Who's on fire right now for you? Who do you think? I got to go with the obvious. It's Max. I mean, Mac is doing phenomenal with the Cowboys. He's got several players over 100 yards of receiving, I think, by week two. Like Amari, 
Jarwin and Gallup were all just having phenomenal games. And we got to see it firsthand on GDP versus Taco. But he's also got Zeke playing at a great number, you know, and he's actually staying healthy. We'll see if that continues. But this team looks great. And we saw Mac do a lot with the Saints last season. He he performed pretty well. I think like our first glimpse of Mac was when he had the Titans and he made that trade for Will Fuller. And that's when we kind of saw Mac be promising um, when he first came in. And then, you know, when he took the Saints, like you said, he went to five Super Bowls, won three, lost two. So for, for you to win three Super Bowls and then take the Cowboys, which is probably one of, like, if not the most talented team behind the Saints um, depth-wise in the game, it's going to be fun to see what he does going forward because already he's he's annihilating people with this team. And uh, I I will, I think, continue to see him play at a high level and expect him to at least be in more than one Super Bowl. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I agree with you. Mac is definitely going to be in a few Super Bowls. Um, I just want to get into how the Jags are playing extremely well first of all i'm gonna i'm not even gonna go past james james has the cardinals like i said earlier about the first impressions james has the cardinals on fire he's number one in offense he's what top 10 in defense i believe Mm -hmm. and he's third in rushing he's just doing really well with the team and he has kyler murray on track to mvp he he has him on track to MVP and he's doing like way better than anyone expected. So James is, is who's really hot for me, but I wanted to talk about the Jags, man. Cause him being a new user, usually rookies come in and they, you know, they start off a little slow and they have to like adapt to the pace of FML and the rules and stuff like that. And the sliders. Cause we do a lot of things that a lot of leagues you know, don't do most leagues you go in and the sliders are default. So it's not really much getting used to. So you have to get used to things and he's just fit right in. So he's been doing really well. He's definitely top in points. I think he averages like 36 points a game. So he, he's been looking unstoppable with the mustache. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And, and we talked about Demi already. Demi's been really hot. Uh, we've seen, you know, Philip Rivers do a lot of good things. He's he's got the number four offense right now. He's first in passing yards and yards uh, total offensively with this team. So he's been he's been doing a lot. Rookie uh, Jonathan Taylor, that running back, I feel like he he seemed a lot of similarity between. I think it was uh, what is it, Whitaker or Winslow? Who who was the running back he had for the Lions last season that went X Factor? It was a rookie that he that he drafted. Right, and he, he was great. When X-Factor, it was the only really good player he had the whole cycle, and he did really well with him, got really good numbers every season. I see him continuing that with Jonathan Taylor, um, who's already got over 500 yards, so he's definitely on pace to at least hit 1,000 yards by the time the season's over. So uh, he's, he's definitely got a good stretch right now. So for him to be starting off this high is great. His defense is not all that great. We'll see if that improves, but – uh, that Colts defense is actually pretty slow in the secondary. That could be why he's struggling. But um, definitely at, at three and one this early, I think he just went four and one yesterday. Uh, definitely a good start for Demi. Yeah, I'm impressed, man. I'm I'm, ha- I'm always happy to see guys because one thing, um, when 
uh, we decided to take FML to the next level and re rebrand. We felt like I basically felt like I just want to be competitive. I want a league that's gonna go down to the wire. I want guys to want to get better. I want guys to want to compete. You know, as everyone knows, everyone ain't gonna win a Super Bowl. But you want to be that guy that's going to win divisions, that's going to make playoffs, stuff like that feels good. You know what I mean? So it's not even really – of course, Super Bowl is always the main goal, but it's always about just getting better every single season, trying to do better and build your team to build, compete, and dominate. Right. So let's get into who's not. I don't always like talking about this topic because I always get the backlash after, but like I said (laughs) – if you don't want to be talked about like this, you just got to, you know, do your thing. So l- let's get into who's not, man. So you want to go first? You want me to go first? Uh, I- I'll go first. Man. All right. This person I don't think is going to pick up. Like, I don't think this is going to be somebody that's going to bounce back. And that's going to be the Titans. Um, you know, we saw Kelv compete with the Bucks last season. He-, he had some pretty good games against top users here and there. He didn't have any winning seasons, but he, he played at a high level when it came to competing in the games that he was matched up in. And I'm not seeing that this, this season at all. 0-4, you got rid of Dory. You got rid of A.J. Brown. Um, not doing well with Tannehill. Derrick Henry's not performing at a high level. He's 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 not even, like, top 10 in yards or anything like that right <laughs> so now. So every, everybody's looking bad on the team then. <laughs> <laughs> right. This whole team is looking at, at – like what are we doing? Like what's going on? Like this. I feel so like what if Jags and Titans might have flipped the script like on each other, and now the Titans are starting to make moves to deplete the team? It's just I don't know if it's a cap thing for him. Maybe he wants the team to be a certain way, but it's not working out right now. So thank God we don't got coach firing on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he had to make a new a new coach. All right, so my my guy for who's not yeah Titans. I didn't expect Kelf because Kelf. Well, I'm basing that off Madden 19, but Kelf was always a competitive guy, man. So it's it's really weird. Before we thought it was because he had the Bucks, because last season obviously the Bucks wasn't that great. They didn't have a QB. Of course, they had Mike Evans. Godwin wasn't that good. Um, to start Madden 20, he was maybe like 84, probably. Yeah. So, and Levante David wasn't as good as he is now. He was good in Madden, but this Madden, he's amazing. So, it's like the secondary was super young, and they weren't developed, inexperienced. Um, So, it was a bad team. But now he has the Titans, and the Titans are not that bad of a team. They're actually a good team, to be honest. So, I don't know. Seeing him with no wins is, is insane right now. That's crazy. So let me get into my who's not. And I'm going to probably go with the Browns. I'm going to go with Joe. Seeing uh, a team, a Browns, almost every league I saw the Browns were top t- or a top 10 pick. They got, like, literally everything you need. Well, and... they, they probably would have been if somebody didn't run away, you know. So... <laughs> He, Boogie, he'd probably be doing the same way. Now, he, I think Boogie would probably be maybe like a good, maybe the same as he's doing now. Yeah. But 
he's bottom in defense in in every category. Rushing defense, he's last. Points, he's last. Yards, he's thirty first. So it's like, I don't know. He's just not getting it getting it done. And that team, all around, is really good. They got D line. They got O line. They got they lack in the in the linebacker area. They lack a little bit, but the secondary is good. Um, the running backs are good. The receivers are good. You know, the quarterback is young. You can develop him. He's he's really good to start out the cycle where you can have him for the rest of the cycle. He's a franchise quarterback. So it's like I don't know what he's doing wrong, and I really think for the most part it's just the defense and maybe turnovers because that was his issue when he had Oakland um, mm-hmm. in Madden 20. So maybe it's just, it's just the same stuff, the turnovers and the defense. But we'll see what happens, man. So – Let's get into predictions going forward. So who stays hot, who falls off, and who bounces back? So who do you think is going to stay hot? Mm, Mancha. You know, I'm going to go ahead and say Mancha is going to stay hot. Mm, I think, you I know think what's last, weird? I, <laughs> I think last year I was the one who made that prediction that he was going to fall off. But, I was just about to say that. Yeah, but no, nah, I mean, <laughs> Mancha knows his tough love. Mancha's gotten better. The, the the internet came in. He finally was able to get better than like thirty millibytes per second, and he's actually playing pretty well with the Dolphins, a team that has the worst O line in the game and the worst defensive line in the game. Granted, it doesn't really seem like offensive line is a thing this year. Like, it's hard to get sacks now from what it seems like. So, uh, but he's he's playing he's playing pretty well. Tua's struggling, but I think he'll eventually get him going. He did the same thing last year when he drafted that quarterback. He was terrible his rookie season, and it took him a couple of seasons to, like, start to get better. Right now, though, two has got eight interceptions. Um, he started off with, like, seven, I think, by week two, so he slowed down. Burrito's really been the big player for him so far, who's already got 717 yards at week four. That's, that is insane, and eight touchdowns. So Matt Burrito will probably win, like, AFC Offensive Player of the Year if Lamar doesn't get it. Um but he's he's doing really well, and he's top ten in defense. He's he's second in points allowed, you know, fifth yards, and he's he's doing really well against the pass with you know his his secondary. He tried trading Howard a few times. <laughs> honestly, I would keep Howard. You got plenty of money. There's no need to to take that cap hit. Your your defense is is really holding you there because with these turnovers that you're giving up. Um, you're going to need that defense to back you up. And right now it seems like that's what's really working for him, that in the run game. So, But I, I see him continuing to stay hot. I don't think his division is going to give him a tough time. I think him and Boogie already played and he won. Uh, Asian, I don't expect to give him a hard time because Asian's kind of in, in rebuild mode right now. He's really focused on getting the pats to where where they need to be or where he wants them to be. And, and Ocho, really, it just seems kind of non-existent right now in the AFC East. But we kind of saw that coming when he took the Jets so early. So I expect Mancha to win this division pretty easily this season. Um, yeah, I expect him to stay hot. That's that's really weird because I, I had him. It's crazy. That's why I said it's weird because I had him at who's going to bounce back. Um, like, I mean, who's going to stay hot in Madden 20? And then you had him at who's going to fall off. And now I got a man who's going to fall off, and you got a man who's hot. Oh, wow. All right. So why, before we move on to who you think is going to stay hot, why do you think he's going to fall off? 
Well, it's just the schedule, man. The schedule is just gonna get tougher. Like that's what I was um really looking at. DVD is is pretty well is pretty good. Mm-hmm. So that's a toss up between DVD and him. Anyone could win that matchup. And then he got you. He got James. He got Ocho again, which I don't think he's gonna lose to Ocho um at all. But he got Bengals. Uh, Bills again, and Bills. That game was a good game. He got Estrada, who's on fire right now. So it's just a tough um schedule down the road. So we'll see what happens, man. That's that's basically what I think. And I think with him struggling with Tua, if he doesn't get that together, as your schedule gets tougher, guys are gonna capitalize on those mistakes that he's making with Tua. So that's why I think um he's probably gonna fall off because I don't really see him you know, fixing that, the interceptions and stuff like that. So I definitely see him falling off. And the run game, he's really good in the run game. But like I said, as your schedule gets better, guys start to realize what you're doing and they it gets harder to do what you're used to doing against everybody else. You, you know right. what I mean? So You can't, you can't become one-dimensional. Exactly, because as your schedule gets tougher, those guys are going to adapt at half. Maybe after the first quarter, they see, okay, he keeps doing this. You know what I mean? So he got to take care of the ball, which Mancha has never been a guy with the QB that's that's taking care of the ball. He's always been a running guy. So guys are going to capitalize on those mistakes. So I think I think he probably falls off. And Mancha's my guy too, but it's just, you know, the Dolphins are tough, and he got to just do better at taking care of the ball. That's probably one of the biggest issues. Like his toughest opponent was Taco. But the situation with Taco, you know, that's a toss-up. But, right. you know, versus Aponte, that's going to be tough because Aponte is probably the best at adjusting. James is going to be tough. You're, you with the Chargers is going to be tough. DBD is going to be tough. So those are all tough. Estrada is going to be tough. It's just a list of tough games, man. Like, that's like five, six possible losses I just counted. So we'll see what happens. You know, you know what's interesting is I usually look at the schedule before I say who's hot. I looked at it, but it didn't click in my mind who had those teams when I said that. So I'm going to stick with it, though. I'm going to stick with it. I'm not going <laughs> to fall back on my prediction, but I'm going to stick with it. <laughs> but I definitely – I looked at the schedule, and it didn't even click in my head at the time who had those teams. So you bring up a very valid point. Yeah, because it's still fresh, man, because the teams – sometimes I look at my schedule and I think, oh, snap. I got the person that had the team in Madden 20. So I'm still like after playing seven cycles, getting used to, I mean, seven seasons, seeing those teams, man, I'm still not used to the teams yet. Right. So, I almost tagged the wrong person this week when I was about to schedule my game. And I was like, oh, it's Kev. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, that happened to me quite a few times too. But so um, let me get, I was going to say, who, who's your, who's hot then since you already went ahead and said who's not? Uh, yeah. So let me, let me get into my, well, the stay person, hot. yeah, yeah, the person that's gonna stay hot, and I think it's probably gonna be James, man. I think I think James is gonna stay hot. He's he's getting his feet wet. He's getting used to the team. Uh, his guys are doing extremely well. So I know once your guys start doing that well, you start getting the morales, and they start getting boosting in their attributes and stuff like that. And James, as we all know, when he's He's a he's a streaky guy, you know. When he's doing bad, it's gonna be bad, you know. I've we've seen him get three wins in a whole season, but we've we've also seen him end up the number one seed. And I feel like 
this first season, while everybody's still getting used to their teams, he's already gotten used to the cards. As you see, he's 5-0. and And almost everybody on his team is at the top of the game and the t- uh, top of the leaderboards and statistics. So I think James stays hot all season. Okay. No, that's, a, that's a bold prediction. I, I, I like it. Um, for me, for, for who's going to fall off, it's tough because a lot of the guys that are currently hot, I feel like are going to stay that way. Um, just because either one, they, they've consistently done it in the past, or two, because the way their schedule looks and the way they're playing right now looks really good. But I'm going to have to say Demi for the follow-off this season. Um, we'll see. Just like I said, I feel like he can build some pieces to keep the team competitive. But we've never seen Demi have a winning season. And I don't think we're going to see that this year. Uh not this year, but this season. I'm correct myself. This season, um, maybe next season, but this season, I I don't know. I feel like Jags is going to continue to get competitive. Uh, he's got to play him again, and from from there, I mean, it's just he already makes a lot of mistakes. I talked about how good Philip Rivers has been doing, but at the same time, he's turning over the ball a lot. Um, but he he you know he's got to play Bengals next, Kuzi who. We've seen kind of be hit or miss so far this season. He started off two and two, but he, he he's been playing here or there. He's got to play him, you know, twice or not twice. We got to play him, and then you know, Lions. We'll see. I've seen him play some good games, but but the the more notable names is you, obviously. Uh, he plays you pretty soon. He's got Walter on his schedule. Um, Steelers is on that schedule as well, and the Jags are on that schedule. The only really teams that I see him basically ha- having the win, like, right off the bat is probably against, like, Rebel. Um, that's really it. Everyone else that's left on his schedule can easily beat him. Um, and, or it could go either way. But we'll see if this is a new Demi or if this is the same old Demi. You never know. But I, I think he's going to fall off this season. Oh, yeah. And, and, and I can understand why because – his defense is, is really lacking. It's his offense that's carrying him. And you know late down in the stretch, defense is going to win you games. Right. Like, offense is not going to win you games and win you playoff games. So, his defense got to get better. He's, like, bottom 10 in, in every defensive category. So, that's a, that's a valid point. I definitely understand that. And, and kind of like what you said about, about Mata, about how, like, the one-dimensional aspect. I feel like with him, at some point when his offense is going to struggle against, you know, better users, that defense is still going to be bad. So what are you going to do? You're going to have to adjust or you're going to have to play better defense to avoid the person you're playing getting a hefty lead against you, you know? So um, we'll see, man. I mean, I could be wrong, but but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with that prediction. Yeah. So uh, last but not least, we're going to get into who bounces back. So this is always – these are the bold predictions right here because these are guys that are playing bad, but we think is going to step up to the plate and, and obviously do better. So I'm going to say my, my guy first, and I'm going to say Beast. Okay. Yeah, he's he started off uh, one and two. He just got a win, so now he is two and two. So I definitely could see him improving. You know, the Vikings is a tough team. But his defense as well, he's 
top 10 in yards. So, like I always say, he just needs to get the offense going and get, obviously, Cooks, who's probably one of the best running backs in the game. I didn't say the best because I know guys are going to probably be like, yo, Malibu said this dude's the best running back. No, he's, <laughs> he's one of the best. So, Cooks Cook could be that guy that's going to carry the whole Vikings team. So, I feel like once he gets with that, right now he's, what, 20th in rushing yards? So that's like uh, towards the end, maybe towards the middle of the pack. But I feel like he could get it together right now. His defense is seventh in yards, like I said earlier. So I feel like he's going to he's gonna bounce back once he gets his uh, feet wet and gets used to the team and gets the offense going. Yeah. And you already know those – those. it's probably going to be two two people we can say off the bat who are going to immediately go in to chat and say that. James or Boogie are going to be the ones to bring that up. Exactly. James was the first person that popped in my head that's probably going to be like, yo, in the podcast, you said Cooks is the best? One of the best. <laughs> All right. So, for, for my bounce back, this is, I guess, is kind of an easy answer, but we, I'm sure, can both agree on this. Is I feel like the Bucks, Bubba, definitely going to bounce back. He had that 0-2 start at the beginning of the season. Um, wasn't looking like the normal Bubba. Lost to Kev week one, then he lost to Dub week two. Both games, he turned over the ball a lot. I think it was seven turnovers. Yeah, it was seven turnovers in two games from Tom Brady. And that's huge. And that was, you know, the thing I think we talked about before GDP was the biggest problem against the Saints was Brady. Brady was throwing a lot of picks, not making the right reads, and that Saints secondary made him pay for it. Well, the same thing happened against the Panthers. But since then, he's only thrown one interception in, in the last three games. And now he went from, I think, having like four touchdowns, maybe five touchdowns after week two to 16. So Brady already oh, Brady already is, is getting used to this offense, or already almost 1,500 yards and a 107. You know, I, I knew at some point Bubba was going to bounce back. Him, if he would have fell to like 0-4, that would have definitely been a struggle. But that that zero two stretch really isn't that tough. We've definitely seen a lot of guys in the past come back from zero and two. Um, Brady's been playing really well. The run game, I think, is definitely something that's been helping him. He realized that Fournette may not be the go to, and, and yeah, Ronald Jones he, has really picked it up the last few games. We were saying that on GDP, we like uh, he's gonna take Ronald Jones off the block after this game, and he definitely yeah. did. <laughs> yeah. So this past game has really opened up. I think he's starting to get used to his matchups, finding out where Godwin is, you know, not forcing it to Evans as much, utilizing his tight ends. He traded Gronk, but I think maybe that's because he likes O.J. Howard better. Um, And Gronk's obviously older on a one-year deal, so maybe he wanted to free up some money there. But um, the defense, I feel like, is probably one of his his biggest problems right now besides the turnovers is because from what I've seen, he tries to do the same schemes that he was doing with the Rams last year, which was definitely a better defense. Uh, for what he had, and the, from what we've looked at, that Bucks defensive roster, besides the, the you know the defensive line, is is really not all that great in the secondary. So, I think right now he's really just getting used to this team. He's on a three game win streak right now, so after starting zero and two, and I don't think that's going to stop. I think he's going to continue to play really well. His schedule doesn't seem really you know doesn't seem like it's going to be that tough for him going forward. I mean, Entro is probably the toughest game he'll have. He's got to play Kev again, which I think losing to Kev the first time was going to really fuel him to beat him. Same with Dub. 
He's got DVD, which we've seen Bubba beat up on DVD plenty of times. Um, Beast is going to be some good competition. Night Knowles might might be some good competition because, you know, we saw them kind of go back and forth uh, last year towards the end of the cycle. But for the most part, his schedule going forward, bubble-wise, is, 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 is pretty easy for him, in my opinion. Um, so I think he's going he's gonna to get hot at the right time going into the playoffs, and we might see another Super Bowl run from him. Yeah, definitely. So I agree with that, and I could see exactly. I didn't even think about Bubba when I thought about bouncing back, but I definitely expect him. He's a really good player, and I had the chance to really be competitive and go back and forth with him all cycle, and that was extremely fun, you know, regardless of the the toxic situations we went through. That's that's definitely my guy. I brought him over from uh, a different league, and he's proven to be probably one of the best users. Like I said, one of. Don't, do not use my words the wrong way. <laughs> so he's been uh, doing really well, and I easily, definitely, 100% expect him to bounce back. Once he gets used to the team, you know, it's still early in the season. So, yeah, man. So, I think maybe maybe a part of it also, whenever we pick teams, he, he did make a comment in circus about, I love my division. I think maybe he took who picked who kind of for granted, and he wasn't expecting the competition that he was going to get from Bubba, or not Bubba, but Dub and Kev, you know, week one and two. And I think, you know, maybe he kind of realized, like, okay, it may not be that easy. You know, yeah. settle in and get my team ready, and, and we'll, we'll get this going. But Yeah, so that's going to wrap it up, man. This was a good one, like always. So that is week one through four, our first impressions, uh, power ranking, predictions. And this is season 11, episode two, man. So. We're going to catch you guys on the next podcast, and that'll probably be week nine. So we're going to be probably – we're going to be going over weeks five through eight. All right, man. So we will see y'all, and that is going to wrap this up.